Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hey, let's just stay in an attitude of prayer and worship right now. We're going to pray for Florida. We're going to pray uh, for some things, just different things that have come up. And so I want to do that right now, but I want her just to pl- continue to play. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and praise you that many have asked and many people have friends and family that are in Florida. Father, we've heard miracles after miracles about people's homes are still there, their lives are still there, doing good. But Lord, we just thank you. You know, it's a big storm that's hitting and Lord, we ask for your amazing grace. Thank you for your divine protection. And we just take authority over words that have been spoken about how bad and how things are taking place. Father, we just speak peace. We shout peace to the storm. Hallelujah. Peace to that storm. We command it to, to dwindle and to, and, and, and to stop and to just go back out to sea or just, just dissipate. Father, whatever it needs to do. But thank you for your divine protection. Thank you for your divine protection upon them, Father. We, we thank you for that. And Lord, I was just given something before service concerning our city, Stockton. Father, I just, I'm just taking authority over the enemy right now in Jesus' name. All the lies of the enemy and all the things around. Father, I just thank you for the spirit that's operating there in, in the individuals or individual. Father, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. I command them to stop and desist and I command them, Father, they get caught, hallelujah, and stop doing the things that are doing. And Lord, we thank you for that. We have power. We have authority. When we find out about things, we take authority over them. Hallelujah. And we just command the enemy to take his hands off because we're in this city. We're here. So we have authority as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we honor you for that. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, I magnify your name. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Your amazing grace. And Father, we are still declaring for rain. Rain. We've had a little bit, but we are declaring for rain. Supernatural rain, but also natural rain, Father. Hallelujah. To fill up our lakes, fill up all the things that we need. Lord, we are, we are desiring that, and we are asking for it, and we are thanking you for it and magnifying you. We're telling hallelujah, the prince of the power of the air has to take his hands off. Hallelujah, of our weather and take his hands off of those things in Jesus' name. We don't care, Lord, what has to, whatever pattern, whatever it is, Lord, we thank you for that. And we magnify your name. Father, your hand is upon us. And you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. We've been called into the kingdom. We're here. And we are here right now. And Father, I just, in my, in my spirit, I just keep saying, we speak the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus over Stockton. We speak the name of Jesus over California and over Florida and over all the states. We speak the name of Jesus over our families. We speak the name of Jesus. It's Jesus who'll be exalted and be magnified. And Father, we shout grace, grace, hallelujah. And Lord, we honor you for that. And we love you. We magnify you. And we speak it, Father, with authority. Hallelujah. Let's, let's sing that again. His power, your name is healing, your name is love. Yes, it is, yes, it is, hallelujah. Break every stone, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire.
about Jesus to the mountains. Come on. Jesus to the mountains. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Yes. Jesus in the darkness. Over every enemy. Jesus for my family. Speak the holy name of Jesus. Father, we honor you, we love you, we praise you. We do, we do, we do shout Jesus from the mountains. And we shout Jesus in our streets, Father. Father, we thank you, praise you, you're so great. And we do shout Jesus for our families and over all the power of the enemy, Father God. Lord, thank you, thank you that we've been given authority. Hallelujah. And we submit ourselves to you. Oh, we honor you, we love you, we glorify your name. You are such a great and mighty God. And Lord, I just thank you once again for all those that are here. Father, I just felt impressive. We needed to do that and shout that name and speak that name over every situation that's going on. And Lord, we just glorify your name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Go ahead and just shake everybody's hands there. Greet one another. Welcome each other. We're so glad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Keanu. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. God is so good. He is. Don't you know you got to take authority over things at times? Hallelujah. You know, one more thing I want to pray about, uh, and that's uh, Keanu, who is our drummer, and then, of course, Junior up here, who's our bass player. Uh, Zendra got taken rushed to the hospital, so she's in the hospital right now awaiting surgery. So we're going to pray for her. Amen. Uh, and she's been in there all day, and they still haven't done anything, but they keep saying they're going to do surgery, but, so I'm going to believe God. So says, for what? I don't know, but we're going to believe God. Amen. So we're going to pray for her. Amen? Amen. 
So, Xander, we're playing for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up Xander to you. In Jesus' name, Father, you give her favor with the doctors, Father. You give her uh, getting able to get whatever needs to be accomplished in this situation. Father, we thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you for the healing power, God, that flows into her body. Father, we just honor you and love you. Thank you for your hand that's in that whole situation. Lord, you know what to do. You know what it needs to be done. And so we speak life into that. We speak healing into that. We thank you for it, Father. We speak favor, favor for her in Jesus' name. And we just honor you, Lord. We love you and thank you that you're going to just do whatever you need to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, there's a lot of things going on tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. We're going to be having uh, Sue Raleigh's mom's, you know, uh, um, is going to be here uh, at our church for a funeral. And so we're doing that funeral tomorrow at 10 o'clock there and then the graveside service and, and being a blessing to the family that's there. So um, you guys can be in prayer for that of what's going to go on there. You know, it's even though, praise God, we know she's shouting around the throne. She's no longer trapped in her body. It's still somebody's mom, somebody's aunt, somebody's sister, somebody's, you know, uh, friend. And so, glory to God, we want to, you know, just remember everybody that's there. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes uh, things come in bunches. You know that, right? And while I'm talking, go, if you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4. I'm going to, I just, I can't get away from this particular scripture. God's been telling me just continually about resisting. But how do you know you can't resist unless you're submitted to somebody? You know, it's funny, in, in, in James chapter 4, it says this, it says, you know, but he gives more grace, wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble, amen? So then he says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, you know, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But you know, we've got to submit ourselves to God. And how do you know that when you submit or have submission, that it, it's, uh, it's uh, most of the time, that's not easy, you know? It, it's, it's not easy. Submission isn't easy. Submitting to God, you know... And uh, I heard this, uh, I heard this statement, uh, uh, you know, somebody said, well, well, it's just too hard. He says, no, you know, in the sense uh, of, of this, you know, when you begin to realize submitting to God is not hard, you know, when you just yield yourself to do it. You just got to yield yourself to do those things there. Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if something's easy and light, it's not hard. Amen? Hallelujah. And so if it's easy and light, then we've got to figure out how do we do, how do I submit to the will of God? What does it mean to submit to the will of God? Amen? Well, number one, the biggest, very first thing you got to do is you got to submit to the word. You got to submit to, because if you're going to submit to the will of God, you got to know that the word of God and the will of God are the same. Which, so if you find something in the word of God that says so, you got to submit to the word of God. And how many you know you got to submit to the word of God even when you don't feel like it? Amen? And, uh, you know, I, I teach a whole course on submission and authority to understand what it is. Because if we don't understand, in fact, that's one of the things that's wrong with our whole country is that people don't have an understanding of authority. And they really don't have an understanding of submission. And everybody's great about submission as long as everybody's submitting to them. Amen? But God said, submit yourselves to him. And 
But we we look at that. What does that mean? That means, first of all and foremost, submit to what his will is, what his word is. And many times that's why we want to find out the word. So we want to get into the word of God. Hallelujah. But not only is it submitting to his word, but it's actually submitting to his spirit too. Amen? How many of you know that there's a lot of people doing things, but they're doing it because they ought to, not because they want to? Amen? You know, we know that obedience is better than sacrifice. The Old Testament says that. We got to obey and, and, and to do that. But the Bible says also, if we're willing and obedient, we will eat of the good of the land. Amen? What does it mean to be willing and obedient? It means that you change your ought to to want to. Amen? And it's a big difference. You just change it on the inside. Isn't it amazing that when things aren't going right and you say, Lord, I'm doing, look what I'm doing. He says, yeah. But your willingness, you're not willing. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you're obedient, but you ain't willing. People say, well, how long does it take to, to get willing? About that fast. It's an attitude of your heart. See, because what we don't understand, submitting to God produces power. When you submit to God, you get his authority. Amen? You know. And uh, when, when we submit, we're saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what you said to do. You know, it's one of the things, I made a statement, and I shared this many times, but I, I made a statement when I was teaching, the first time I was teaching in a class, I said, listen, you know, uh, the Word of God tells us to, to have unconditional submission, but not unconditional obedience. And it went over, it went over the same way as it went over here, you know, like a lead balloon, because God says we have to have unconditional submission to Him. Amen? And we understand when we have unconditional submission, when we're honoring Him and everything else, but the same thing as it says when we do this, when we have obedience to His Word, we have obedience to His Spirit, but also God put people in our lives that we have to submit to. And most people have, don't have a problem submitting to God because they don't see Him, and we don't know if they're really doing what God wants them to do. They say they are. Their actions don't count up to what we think God says they're supposed to do, and that's real good. But we really don't know how great their submission is until they have to be submitted to the person. Amen? So we're going to talk about how to resist it. How do we resist fear? But you can't resist something coming against you if you don't know that you have somebody behind you. You don't know the strength that you have. You don't know the authority that you have. Just like we prayed and we spoke the name of your words. We have authority as the church. Why? Because we're submitted to God. See, submission brings power. It brings the things that we need. And here's the thing about it is, is that, you know, when we submit, it blesses us. It's hard for people to understand that because believe it or not, submission is not agreement. See, when you, you, you take hold of the word of God, you oh, well, I like that scripture, so I'm going to agree with God, so that's good. I'll submit myself to that scripture because that's a good scripture. <laughs> my God's going to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm going to submit to that scripture. I believe that one. <laughs> you know, but if you read a little farther over here, you know, in James, it says, you know, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, there's things we got to do. Amen. And uh, uh, we, well, I don't like that one. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to submit to that one. Hallelujah. It is warm in here, Greg. So if you got your phone, click the things on. Okay. Hallelujah. It's warm up here. So if you, these guys are all fanning and I'm warm. So, but I'm always warm. So hallelujah. 
And here's one of the biggest keys, the reason why we're not as strong as we should be as Christians is because we're not sure that God is going to help or God is going to do what he needs to do or we're really not sure God's going to do it on time. And how many of you know that submission and submitting to God, you cannot submit to God unless you are so, so sure of his security. How many of you know people that are really not secure in God? And what does it mean to be secure in God? It means to be secure in his love. Do you know God loves you? Yeah, but why is this happening? Why is that? How come this isn't going on? But you've got to know that God loves you no matter what. And you can't, have, you can't be submitted to anybody unless you know that there's security. What do I mean by that? That you're secure that God's got it. Go to Romans chapter uh, 8 with me, if you would. Go to Romans chapter 8. I love this verse. I love all of these verses, but uh, I love this verse more than, you know, in a lot of things because it, it's helped me stand strong in a lot of ways. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 28. Amen. Thank God for Romans chapter 8. You know what? If you just read Romans chapter 8 and you decided to live in Romans chapter 8, it sets you free. But Romans 8, 28, it says this. It says, and we know, not we think, not maybe, and we know. I know. What do I know? I'm going to tell you what I know. You ready? It's what we know. We know. And we know that all things work together, amen, for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, notice he said, all things work together for good to them that love God. How many people love God tonight? I mean, well, we love God. We love God. Now, why aren't we getting all that God wants for us and why aren't we submitting to God in the way that he wants us to submit in submitting to his word, submitting to his spirit, and then submitting to those that he's given to us to help us and submitting to them how to, that, uh, to be a blessing, amen? It's because we've got to know that are we secure in that love? Are we secure in that? That's why in James he said, he said, submit yourselves to God and then resist the devil. A lot of people want to resist the devil, but they don't want to submit to God. Y'all doing okay? Y'all doing okay? And uh, when you get into understanding that, man, I am submitted to, to, the, to the Lord Jesus, and I'm submitted to him, his word, his spirit, and I'm also submitted to those whom he's placed in my life to help me. Whom he's placed, hallelujah, for God uh, 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 to have, um, you know, rule in, in the sense of where I want somebody to, to help me and to grow in the things of God. Amen? And here's the other thing. Most people don't want to submit to God and because or don't want to submit when God says, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to submit to this person. Because that's the thing about it. Remember, I share this with you. Here's a great analogy is that you can say, man, I really like you, but I hate your kids. <sighs> There's so many Christians that say that all the time. Me and God, we're tight. We have this great relationship. But I, I, I don't go to church. I'm not around. He's Christian. It's terrible. Now, he, uh, you know, uh, me and God, we are so tight. We are so great. They are liars. I don't mind telling you that that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> because God says, if you don't love my kids, you don't love me. Don't shout me down now. Hallelujah. 
Why do I share? It's because you guys are the ones that come on Wednesday night. You can handle this. Because, you know, here's the thing here. Did you know this over there? Well, I'll get into that. I'm gonna, I think I'm probably going gonna, gonna to I'm gonna, I'm gonna expound on this on Sunday, I think. Uh, just some things about this. Because you know it says that God resists the proud? Did you know that? So here's my question. What do you do when God's your enemy? Because if you're going to be proud and you're going to be pride and, and it's, you know, you know, there's a lot of things about that. Now, that, that's one area that I, I have great expertise in because I had a lot of pride. I mean, I loved me more than anybody else. I did. I've never had a self-esteem problem. And that's probably why a lot of things, I, you know, I don't understand a lot of stuff. And, uh, but I had to learn that, uh, you know, I, I, I was nothing without Jesus. And he made sure that I learned that. I was perfected through the things in which I suffered. I graduated from Bible school in 1979, and I thought I could whoop the world. And I thought I had this thing, everything I could do, anything I believed I could do, anything I was believing what I could do. And uh, uh, so I went out to go whoop the world and, and, and be this great preacher and great everything. And the whole year of 1980, I made a total of $3,000 and moved for the whole year. And I moved three times across the United States. You talk about being humble. I painted a 2,000 square foot house with a three inch brush inside. That'll set you free, man. You can spend a lot of time with God. What you're doing, it's like being in prison. You pray a lot. You just, you know, getting, you know, getting nothing. I herded turkeys. I put 4,000 turkeys into semi-trucks, into a, grabbing four at a time and throwing big giant things, and I made a whopping $10 for four hours. Because I got paid $2.50 for that hour. $2.50 an hour. God, he brought me through so many things that year. I mean, that was the year that I'm telling you. I grew, I grew, and I humbled, and God humbled me. Holy cow. He said, now, do you, would you like to do something different? I said, yes, sir, I would love to. I'll repent. I, God, you got to help me. You know, when I filed my taxes that year, they said, this is impossible. You know, because I had, you know, <laughs> had a child and a baby. I mean, I had my son Adam at that time. And they said, there's no way. They sent me $5,000 back in taxes because they said, you can't even survive. That was before the tax trial, all that kind of stuff was going on. That's before they were giving everything away. Okay? They just, I mean, you know, the tax person was like, this can't be right. I said, it's right. Check it. You can check it. I, I mean, I got all of my things. I worked as a bus driver. I taught kids at high school how to build houses. I did this. And, you know, I herded turkeys. You know, had to put that on my taxes. Heard no turkeys. I got 10 bucks. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you talk about humbling. Now that was the most humbling four hours of my life. But I said, thank you, Jesus, for that. That helped, it helped feed my family. But the thing about it was is that, you know, I, so I said, getting back to pride, I, I, man, I thought, oh, I can do this. And God humbled me. He certainly did. I said, all right, Lord, 
I repent. And then he said, okay, here's what you can do. Good, here's what I need you to do. And then I went back. And then he began to bless me. He began to do things. And I began to do. And then I built my first home. And I started making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I thought, good, God's going to leave me alone. And then I got to thinking how, proud, how happy and how proud I was of how, what everything I'm doing. Bought my wife a brand new car for her birthday. Everything's good. I'm working all this money. And I'm miserable. Because God's saying, you're getting back to you again. Y'all looking that now y'all looking scared because you're making money now. Now you're all laughing because I wasn't getting anything here. This is good, Pastor Mark getting humbled. And then all of us, but it's like, hey, I said, Lord, you know, I don't want to go back. I don't want to do it. I'm yours. He said, All right. You give it all up and you go and you go to go here and be in the ministry for you know three hundred dollars a month. And you be good. I said, I can do it, Lord. So I did. And then God's just supernaturally caused everything great. But the key, the key reason I share that is that I was the one in pride, and I had a lot of pride. But God was resisting the proud. And it took me a year, and then it took me another six months after that, other, after, you know, because I was dumb, because I thought, okay, I got God squared away here. He's got it here. And it wasn't. I had to figure things out. I had to say, no, I'd stop. I had to stop being so prideful and proud in the sense of, look what I've done. Amen? can't do that. You can't do that because God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. And you know, when you humble yourself before God, what does the Bible say? He'll exalt you in due time. He'll lift you up. And then you say, okay, Lord, you show me what to do. And he did. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm so glad I obeyed him. Oh, I'm so glad I obeyed him. Let's thank God for that. Hallelujah. But I had to learn submission. And let me just tell you, submission isn't submission till it hurts. It ain't easy. Hallelujah. It hurt. It hurt. It was like, come on. Come on. I said, man. Hallelujah. But God spoke this to me. He said, you know what? Submission never stands alone. Authority never stands alone. They always stand together. He said, when you submit to me, I'll give you my authority to stand. And he always has. And he always will. And then he says, it's easy to resist the devil when you know you're standing with me. Amen? And when I knew I was standing with him, and I knew that his hand was upon it, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, hallelujah, that he was going to bring me out. He was going to bring me through. I knew that all things work together for the good to them that love God. Amen? To them who are called according to his purpose. Do you know that all of you are called according to his purpose? He has a plan and a purpose. But we're all called to be Christians. We're all called to serve God. But he said, all things work together for the good for those that love him. God wants that relationship. God's desiring that. And like I said, submission isn't easy. Submission is an agreement. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, submission isn't even obedience in the sense of where you just obey because you've got to have a right heart. You've got to make sure you're doing it with the right heart or you don't get any rewards from it. You don't get any blessings from it. But that's what it means when it goes in James. It says, submit yourselves therefore unto God. Amen. When you submit to God, hallelujah, everything else begins to start working. That's when you don't think you got to do it. Well, without me, you can't do it, God. Without this, and I, if I don't do this, nobody else is going to do this. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. I mean, the Bible says that Jesus was perfected through the things in which he suffered. Now, he didn't suffer from sickness or disease. He, didn't suffer. he suffered from persecution. He suffered from everybody coming again. And he, and he suffered ridicule. He suffered nobody you know, agreeing, nobody listening. Amen? So that's the same suffering we're going to get. We're going to get persecution. 
But we need to rejoice when that happens. Amen? Count it all joy. We need to rejoice when those things are taking place. Hallelujah. We see these things, and then what happens is we begin to be blessed. And you know, the hardest thing is, is when God tells us we have to submit to, so, to somebody or submit to somebody that somebody else has placed in authority. So amazing about the body of Christ is that people want to do their own things. We want everybody just doing their own thing. We want to have this little thing over here. That we got to understand that we're all part of a whole. We're all part of the body of Christ. What happens if your kneecap decides, this, I don't want to be a kneecap anymore. I want to be the elbow. That's not going to work. If you've ever knocked your kneecap out of place, whoa. If you've never knocked anything out of place, if anything is on your body, even your little toe, if you've ever stubbed your little toe, you realize that's important. Okay? Right? But we're the body of Christ. But, and the Bible says that God's placed us in the body of Christ. God's placed us here. And here, if we'll take over what God's saying and do what God's saying in our hearts, changes everything. See, because we can talk about, man, you got a power, you got authority, you can resist the devil, resist the devil. But if you'll never submit to God, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We got to do the first things first. We have to submit to God. Because if we don't submit to God, it doesn't matter about anything else, you ain't going to get it. <laughs> and here's the wonderful thing about it most people think, well, if I submit to them, then they're above me. No, submission never means inferior. Ever. When you submit to God, even since we are inferior to him, but he's lifted us up. When we submit to him, he's lifted us up. And here's one of the things about it is that in order to submit to, submit to God is to believe that you are where he says you are and you are who he says you are. And you can do what he says you can do. Amen? I find that's the hardest thing. I found that I was different even though, like I said, I, I had a very great, good self-esteem. And uh, I believed I could do anything because I believed God loved me. And I believe since God loved me, he was going to always be there for me. Now, I had to make sure that I wasn't saying, God, here's my plans. Bless them. Because that's what I was doing. I said, God, here's a good plan. And if you don't like this one, here's another good plan. Do this one. And if you don't like that one, here's another good plan. God, you got three choices. Just tell me. I know they're all three good. I got them all. They all work. I know how to do it. The problem was there was D, it was God's plan over here, you know, and, and God told me one time, he said, listen, you got to quit doing that. You got to quit figuring. He said, because even if it is my plan, I can't do it because you think it's you. He said, you're always trying to figure it out. Why don't you walk by faith and walk with me and believe, and I'll lead you Amen. and I'll direct you and then I can bless it. Because here's one of the biggest things. Did you know that submission is not being forced to do anything? Do you know God never forces you to do anything? God is not a cowboy herding the cattle. Okay? God, God is a shepherd leading the sheep. Okay? And you're not a sheepdog doing the sheep, okay? All right? You have to understand that. There's a whole big difference. The shepherd leads and the sheep follow. Amen? Now, we know we got a lot of rogue sheep. That's why we have to have sheep dogs. We got a lot of rogue cattle. Sometimes we got to drive you. It's like, okay, let's get to do these things. But that's not what Jesus is, okay? <laughs> and how do you know that God's not going to make you submit? God's not going to make you do anything. God will let you beat your head against the wall until you decide, okay, Lord, enough's enough. Amen. I mean, I did that. I did that so much. I remember, I remember the day. I remember the night. I remember the time. I just fell on my face before God. I said, God, I surrender. 
I surrender. I, and the first time in my entire life that I ever said, I can't do this without you. See, because I grew up, my dad, if I ever told my dad, I, I can't, I got a spanking. He said, can't's not in the dictionary. I didn't know can't was in the dictionary until I was in the third grade. <laughs> Seriously, literally, my dad, that's, I mean, he was that. You no, know, if I tell you, you can, you can. Can't's not in the day. He used to tell me that every day. Can't's not. I said, I can't. No, you can't's not in the dictionary. It's not a word. It was too a word, but he didn't tell me it was. <laughs> and it is a word, you know? But I didn't figure that out later. But that's just what it was. So I, you know, if he said I could, I could. And so, but, and that was the thing about it. You know, I, I can't do, or I couldn't. It's like, no, we, we were able to do this, you know? And so we take hold of the word of God and know that God's not going to force us, push us, do the things there. But how many you know the most wonderful thing with God? We can submit to the law of love. You can submit to somebody who loves you, who's going to be there no matter what. Amen? I mean, God's so amazing that he will always, always be there, but he'll walk with you right down into the biggest mess you want to make. Amen? Isn't it wonderful that God sent his word and he delivered them, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them out of all their troubles. God still got his word to deliver, but he'll walk right with you in the biggest mess you want to do. He'll just let you waste your life if you want to. He will, because he's that much of a gentleman. He's, he's not going to do anything unless you ask him. He's not going to do anything unless you talk to him. Because God operates by faith and God gave us a free will to do anything and everything we want to do. And God says, if you'll just talk to me, if you'll communicate with me, man, we can make this thing work. We can make this life be awesome. We can make this life be something incredibly wonderful. Because you know what I was doing for so long, many times, and I still get into it. I still do. I still do. One of the hardest things for me to do is not to help God my way. Everybody wants to help, but they want to help their way. And I always want to help God my way. I want to show him how to help me. I want to show him how to help others. I want to show him how, what he needs to do. God, you need to do this for this person. You need to do this. You need to. I tell him that every day. And he doesn't listen. He doesn't, because then I start laughing, because it's me. I think, Lord, sorry. I, I, I'm into me. I'm into, yeah. <laughs> he just looks at me, and he just, inside my heart, that's when I start laughing, and I go... Oh, I'm doing it again, ain't I? He said, yeah, you're doing it again. You, you know, get into wanting to help God. How many of you know God in the sense he needs us to work together? We're workers together with him. But we've got to yield our will to his will, to his word, and do it his way. Amen? When you do the word, when you do it his way, amen? When you do what the Bible says, when you actually believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you get born again. When you believe in your heart and you're confessing, you want to receive the things of God because that's how we get everything from God. You do it his way, it works. I remember an old, old minister one time because we were talking about something. He said, and then something happened and it was real supernatural. I said, man, that's awesome. He goes, yeah. He said, it works every time when I do it God's way. He said, but he goes, it never works when I do it my way. He said, when I do it right, which is God's way, God always answers. God always does it. God does great, great things. Amen. And God's not forcing us because fear forces, but love leads. How many you know God loves you? But we have this great fear. 
of submitting to God when God says, well, I want you to do this. I want you to speak words of life or I want you to give this to this person or do this. I want you to sow. I want you to do these things here. I, I want you to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Or I want you to speak a word and do... And we get real nervous about those things, thinking, well, would God use me? Amen? But he does. And then we think, yeah, but Lord, if I do that, I won't get this. And I heard this story, and I'm going to close with some of these things here. But it was a minister that was sharing this, and he said this. He said, uh, you know, it was a Sunday night. All of a sudden, uh, this guy got dropped off from a bus. It was back in the 50s, and a guy got dropped off. They, they, that was as far as his money took him, and they said, you can get out here. So he got off, and he walks into the church, and, uh, uh, you know, come to find out, you know, he, he was a Christian and everything, but he was actually a, a young man that felt the call of God to ministry, but he just was head trying to get home. And, and he came in and said, hey, how you doing? Of course, back in Pentecostal days, you know, everybody came in, you just greeted them all. And what was going on, they were talking, all of a sudden the Lord says, the Lord says, I want you to give that man your, so much money, which was a whole week's wages. And the minister's going, I can't give him that. I got things happening. He's explaining to the Lord. And the Lord is arguing and fussy. He just said, I, I, I didn't hear anything anybody said. I'm just fussing, fighting with the Lord the whole time, thinking, I can't do it. He said, you have, you, I want you to do that. Because he doesn't have any money. He gets all the money he had. He got here. He needs to get home. He, and I've got a call of God on his life. And he gave him a word of knowledge about him and about things he's going to do. He said, so he, at the end, he said, he was here. And he just, you know, he didn't do it with a good heart, though. He just said, here. The Lord said, do it. I'm giving it to you. God bless you. Lord, you know, and it's good, you know. And then there was another time that happened. So the same thing happened. And uh, he said, Lord, what are you doing? But then a year later, he's ministering and all of a sudden God speaks to his heart and says, listen, I want to heal somebody today. I want to show who it is. There's somebody in this congregation that got up and he said, no, yeah, the Lord wants to heal you. And, he, and he, God gave him a word of knowledge, gifts of healing. And the person was gloriously healed. And the Lord spoke to him and said, if you hadn't obeyed me in being obedient to give that man that $10, if you hadn't have been obedient to do what you did here, I can't, you wouldn't have been able to use you in this particular situation right here. He said, because it's obedience in your heart. And one of the things, about, I never forgot that because I thought, you know what, God, on the littlest things, God's like, hey, no, just do this. You're like, okay. And many times we don't even think that it's any big deal, but it turns out to be a huge supernatural deal of what we did. Amen? It changes the lives of everybody around us. Hallelujah. You know? And then many times we miss out. See, here's the thing, too. Many times we miss out that I had, had a friend of mine, and he's still a really good friend of mine. But the Lord told him, there was a situation, this person was in the hospital. And the Lord told him, he said, listen, here, and he told him a word of knowledge, gave him all kinds of things about it. And he went up to go see the person. And the person said, well, why are you here? Why isn't uh, you know, the pastor here? Why isn't this other person here? And, and, uh, he, and the guy said, well, but the Lord sent me. And, I just, he, and the guy's like, well, no, you're just so-and-so. And he didn't receive from what he had there. And the man missed out on getting healed. The man missed out because he chose who's going to be the delivery person. See, when you submit to God, you don't care who the delivery person is. It's like if you're hungry and somebody's bringing pizza, you don't care who he is. You bring the pizza in, okay? You see, we, we want to pick and choose some things, and when we do that, it messes everything up. Because, see, God wants us to depend on him daily, hourly, moment by moment and receive. Amen? But we have a tendency to say, well, but I know them, or I know this. You know, and we don't want to receive. You know, the Bible calls it 
you know, it, I don't know if the Bible calls it this or not, but really it, it, it just, it, it, we, we get it, we, well, the Bible does call it, the Bible calls it being a respecter of person. I call it the sin of familiarity, which seems you get so familiar that you don't think you can receive. Because many times people will, and it, however you receive that person, you're going to receive that reward. Remember the Bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. You receive a pastor in the name of a you get a pastor's reward. You receive even a Christian that gives you, you're going to get that Christian reward. You're going to be blessed. Amen? There's an honor. There's, a, there's, there's something that we've got to grab a hold of. You know, many people have always asked, well, how do you, how do you not let the familiarity of things, how do you not let that bother you? Well, first of all, you judge yourself and you know that everybody's human and you say, okay, if God can use me, he can use anybody. If you use a donkey, he can use me, so that means he can use anybody, okay? You know, we, we, you know, we got to know that everybody's human, but God can use who he wants to and God can open up the eyes if, if I'm listening. And you've heard me share this before. I mean, there's been so many times where people have come up and said something and they don't even know what they said but it was by the Spirit of God, and it was, it was an answer to some things, and I thought, glory to God, God, you're so awesome, you know, and it was just a blessing, I, I thank God for that, I said, Lord, thank you, because I like to listen, words are powerful, amen, hallelujah, we, 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 we take hold of this, and we say, okay, let's, let's judge ourselves, let's make sure that we are just open and ready to receive. That's a whole other thing about it. And that's what submission means. Meaning we're submitted to the word of God, but we're submitted to receive whoever God brings along our lives and, and, and trust him. Amen? You know, my wonderful wife, Pastor Bamela here, she's amazing at receiving. I'm a lousy receiver. I, I'm working on that. I am. I mean, I am. She'll tell you, you know, but she's amazing. I mean, she just can receive immensely. It's, I, I love uh, you know, praying and if because she has that and she's anointed. I mean, I love for her to pray for me. But the, but the thing of it, and I'm, I'm working on that. She's helping me with that. I am. I'm just, you know, I mean, Brother Higgin told me, he says, Brother Butler's talking about you. Learn how to receive. He rebuked me. <laughs> My spiritual father, he slapped me. He said, hey, you need to learn how to receive. I said, yes, sir. I, I'm trying. I want it. I receive. I, you know, but you know, I'm still working. I mean, it's good. I, I received it. Hallelujah. I have that prophecy in my, um, uh, hanging on my wall that he spoke over me. <laughs> he said, hey, you got to learn how to do that. Amen. You know, he used to slap me every time I was in his meetings. I think he did that because he knew. That's the only way you can get your attention. So it was good. Amen. But here's getting all the way. The reason I share that is because we have got to learn that without God, we're nothing. And with God, we're everything. Amen? And God wants to speak to us, and he always wants to speak to us the way he wants to do it. And let's help him the way he wants it to be done, and we'll be blessed. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you and love you. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. I just thank you, Lord. I, I just shared from my heart things that I felt you told me to share and to bring forth tonight. So, Lord, we just give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you for each and every person that's here. Father, we've had to submit our will to the Lord Jesus Christ for him to be our Lord and Savior. But Father, we want to submit to you each and every day. We want to be like Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be accomplished in our lives. So Lord, we honor you for that and we thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. Worship God with our giving. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. I'm going to do mine on my phone because uh, 
We have been out and about all day today, so we didn't get to go back and... Uh, I didn't get to go back and get my checkbook or anything, so I had to go do this. So hallelujah, it's all good. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I have to pay attention, like I said. There we go. <laughs> Amen. God's good. Don't you just love to give and to sow seeds? Hallelujah. God is so good. He's such a great God. Amen. So let's pray over this offering. Father, thank you for those that are watching. They know how to give too. They can sow and sow in, in there and they're receiving. Lord, thank you for each and every person here. Each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. Lord, we just honor you. We love you. Thank you that you're the one that meets and supply all of our needs. We thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Ushers, go ahead. Hey, I have uh, several announcements. One, Friday night is our uh, uh, movie night, 7 o'clock, uh, right here. So uh, come, and if you get here a little earlier, we're going to start eating a little earlier. It's going to be good. No, we're going to probably eat it right at that time. Maybe a little early. We'll see. Yeah, right at 7. We're going to eat right at 7, but if you're here earlier, I'm going to start. So anyways, but... Uh, it's a little late for me to eat, so I'm going to have a little early, especially nachos and all that stuff. It's going to be good. And, uh, but, no, but the movie is a tremendous movie. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be out here. And it's it's going to have a good time. So we want you to come to that. Hey, all you guys, Saturday at uh, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning, we're having the men's breakfast. So come, be blessed. I'm sure Pat will have a good breakfast for us, and we'll be blessed with all, all of the uh, things that are going on there. And then Sunday... Sunday's our big day. Sunday's our 28th uh, year anniversary for being 28 years of church. Praise God. And we're changing our times. Our times, you know, church service starts at 1030. School of the Bible starts at 9. So uh, we're, we're going back, you know, we're kind of backtracking into a lot of things of having, you know, a Sunday school. But we really felt like the Lord told us to, to get us all on the same page. All of the adults, all of the youth, and, and all of the kids studying the same thing, getting the same thing so that we can all learn and grow and have a biblical worldview and uh, just really learn the Bible and learning things, and it's a, it's a process, and it's going to be a long journey, but we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Amen? That's the, the, the good thing about it, and uh, so uh, Pastor Pamela is going to be teaching you know, the first uh, classes about it here, and then hopefully we're, we're really gearing up to hopefully that other people can take it over and take each 10-week section and do it and be a blessing. Just means we got to get people who want to study and take, take the heart to do it. If not, she'll be selfish and keep doing it. But uh, we're, you know, we're believing for that, <laughs> that uh, uh, other people will want to take hold of it and do it because it'll be a blessing. Uh, she's trying to get me to buy her this really fancy uh, whiteboard computer that's like 75 inches. Uh, and I was, I was saying things about, I said, it's crazy. It was really expensive. But then I found out that every teacher in Lodi, a school district, the school district bought it for them when it was $14,000 a board. They all got, all of them, the teachers, everybody got, got a, you know, the science teachers back there. In fact, Josh, who teaches, he said, well, I got one of those. Every, he goes, all the, teachers, all the teachers got one. He said, you can draw one. I said, you got the one that's like, and I told him what the cost. He said, oh, no, no, ours was more than that because this one's on sale. I'm like, jeez. So no wonder our tax dollars are doing good. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it is a really cool thing. So she's believing for that. So we're working on that. We'll see what happens. But anyways, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good thing. And so we've got a lot of things. And I'm excited about it just because 
it's going to be line upon line, precept upon precept, and you grow when you're learning things. When you're coming together on a consistent basis, God does good things. Amen? And in the process, we're all going to get to have coffee and, I don't know about donuts, but pastries or things like that. I like donuts, but I got shot down on the donuts. They said we had to have something healthy. I said, I don't know anything healthy. So, you know, so, so this Sunday, it ain't going to be healthy, okay? Because I'm doing it. Other people are going to kick me out of it. So if somebody wants to take that on as a ministry and help me out, that's fine. But I'm doing it this Sunday. We're going to have some nice stuff like pastries and donuts and coffee and some things that'll be good. But, you know... For you that like yogurt and granola bars and whatever else, what do we have there? Grapes or fruits or whatever that stuff is. Golly, stuff's bad for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, she'll, she'll make sure that we have. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, well, anyways, hallelujah. It's, it is what it is. I do all that so I get fired. You guys know that, right? I bring all the bad stuff. So there was, can that pastor do what he's doing? It's, it's, yep, you can't have me do it, but we'll have it. Hey, let's all stand up. I love you. God loves you. I love all of you watching. Thank you so much. You guys are all blessed. How about you? You're dismissed.